Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones open as always, and you can bring up anything. That happens to be on your mind in the studio tonight. You've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. So, uh, Conan, you, as I have, have been following this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation to uh, some level of obsession, it sounds like. I took a, took a deep dive today. I wanted, I wanted to get, get, get behind the history. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not just the last couple of years or the last month, but I mean, to actually go back and to figure out you know, the, the, the sentiment behind uh, what we're being told is the beginning of World War Three. And I want to know, so I can tell my kids and or even even my neighbor uh, what's actually going on. Because we all know this is bull crap. And it really and it really hurts me that people that we know are getting all they're about this. It. They're changing their stupid Facebook avatar. Oh, I support Ukraine and this and that. And they're all about the, oh, my God, you just hear the Ukrainian government's giving everyone in Ukraine rifles. Oh, my God, I wish I lived there. And it's like. To be fair, there aren't too many people that I know who seem to have really bought into this. Yeah. But. I am surprised at how many people like on social media who should know better. Who should know better. Hey, man, weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> throwing babies out of incubators. Come on, man. You know every that this time. every single time. Yeah. Well, wait, so you're telling me, Conan, you actually went into a deep dive and learned about the history instead of just trusting what Kamala Harris said on the Morning Hustle radio program where she was asked to explain the conflict in layman's terms. And she said this, quote, so, Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists wow. next to... <laughs> Hold on. It exists, ne- uh, exists next to a country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So, basically, that's wrong. And it goes against everything we stand for. Oh, my. That's it. Like, I think somebody described that as the explain this to a second grader version. Yeah, that's a really dumb way of looking at it. (laughs) I don't know because they're going to I don't think Biden's going to make it, which means to the end of his term. Yeah, he's definitely not making another another election. Seems unlikely. Um, But this is the next this is the next person in in charge or in the in the in the line in the lineup no i think it's going to be michelle obama man you're talking about for the next election he's saying if biden dies in office oh that's right okay yeah i don't see that this is this has got to be the fact that they even sent her over there to have this this conversation with the other world leaders i i it seems to me they're trying to prop her up oh they sent her somewhere she went to munich right to the oh really to speak on this ukrainian uh i see uh, event that's taking place well this was just her talking to some morning show Somewhere that that quote was just from her being. It on, like, sounds the radio. exactly like the speech that she gave at this last event, <laughs> like she was talking to a bunch of third graders. Yeah, really slow. And, oh, and and all, well, all, the, all the while Biden. reading off a teleprompter. So it's, it's not like she has having a hard time thinking of something to talk about. Mm-hmm. She's reading off of a screen. Well, she's used to dealing with Joe Biden, and he's not the sharpest <laughs> person out there. Yeah, no, he's not. So she's probably used to explaining things like she would to a second grader. But that's just what people, um, you know, that's that's the way these politicians treat people is as though they are idiots and that they don't understand history. And it's true that many of them are ignorant. No, no. Ian, you are absolutely correct. I think that most people uh, and are maybe not maybe they're not idiots, but they are ignorant. They're ignorant. And they don't don't really know what's going on because it doesn't it does it because this is a lot of work. I spent friggin 
right? Hours just just you know reading. You can't go to the mainstream media and get the truth. That's for sure. And you so can't you get to- and and if you're lucky, uh, and you can't get it from RT either because they're being censored left and right from you know the uh, the tech if companies. If you're in Europe right Europe. now, you cannot get to RT. You have to put a lot of effort into it. Like it's getting very difficult to find them. Uh, which, if, which is incredibly problematic, by the way, because they are at least they at least have a differing opinion, an alternative opinion. And if you're not allowed to uh, listen to th- that type of programming, including and including our show, which you know we we really delve into this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, that's pro- that's ho- horribly problematic. Where this is that's 1984 level. That's Winston going and and actually erasing history, and or you know choosing who can. Right. And who, you've got people cheering it on. You've got people who are you they, know, wanting more censorship. They want this. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Hillary Clinton just came out. She's talking about how, how Facebook needs to do a better job of censoring this type of material. And and it's Facebook that's one of the companies that is censoring it in the EU, according to uh, not just RT, but reports elsewhere. But this story is from RT. Uh, Vice President Nick Clegg in Facebook announced Monday, quote, Citing requests from a number of governments, given the exceptional nature of the current situation, we will be restricting access to RT and Sputnik across the EU at this time, vowing to work closely with governments on this matter. Governments that we agree with and and or are paying us. Yep. So it's like, it's pretty clear to anyone with a critical mind that if they don't want you to see what this company or this state-run company is saying, what is it they're trying to hide? Like, isn't it obvious enough that this is Russian propaganda? Can't people go into it, understand it? Like, do people not understand that about RT? No, they did that with the COVID-19 misinformation banners, and it didn't keep people from clicking on things. It just, oh, no, Facebook says this has been fact-checked, and it's wrong, but I'm going to share it anyway. So, yeah, they can't just put a banner on it saying, hey, this is... Russian propaganda. Or maybe the fact checkers have been called out so so many times, especially in the last couple of months, of just people know that the fact checking is bull crap. Uh, this is what this was Stossel's thing. He took him to court and he won. Um, maybe maybe it's gotten so bad where people have uh, begin to understand the, the true nature behind the fact checking, that it's a lot of it's just opinion and or it's ba- and it's or they they counter or counter. They counter their own arguments and their own description and their own articles. I don't know if that's it, because that would require too much awareness for the average person. I mean, that would require them to understand that there's no such thing as a fact, that there's only opinions out there. Mm. Well, I mean, if if, if, the, if they've gotten such a bad name in the past past couple of months, maybe they're just like, you know what, we, we, we just take the, we'll take the whole organizations down. We just take them down, you, so you won't even get to see these articles. You won't get to see these videos. These articles, they're gone. So we don't have. So we don't. It'll save us from having to fact check. By the way, it's not just uh, Facebook; it's also Google. They have now taken down the YouTube channels connected to RT and Sputnik, which is another Russian. Are they doing uh, this only media? for people in the European only Union? Only in the European Union, apparently. Well, there's at least that. There is that, and uh, so not just uh, them either, but also. Instagram, which is of course also Facebook, and surprisingly Telegram, mm. uh, which That's for disappointing. A, for a long time Telegram had always been able to claim, oh no, no no we don't censor the only channels we've ever deleted are terrorism channels, but now they're going after Russian state propaganda. And, well, that is a terrorism channel. Uh, yeah, but they're not going to take down 
the other states. They should. And Pavel Durov, the uh, the founder of Telegram, is a Russian who has been targeted by the Russian government. So I get why, you know, he's got an axe to grind. I, sure. I understand it, but it is an, un- an unfortunate uh, decision on their part. So, yeah, the, the RT channel on there is gone. By the way, Odyssey still has RT. <laughs> Good for uh, them, man. I didn't know that they had RT, but they do. And Odyssey posted that, quote, we've been asked to remove RT from Odyssey. We don't care about politics, and being a platform means we have to be a platform. Whether it's CNN, Fox, RT, etc., it all has a place on Odyssey. So it doesn't matter what people are saying to them, what sort of anger that they're incurring, what threats might be being leveled against them by various internet people. They're sticking to their guns. That's also a good idea. RT could go on library, where they can't be censored. I suspect their videos are available on library if they're on Odyssey. I don't think it I don't think it works like to where if you put something on Odyssey it doesn't go to library. I suspect right. that but it does. But they could in theory be censored on in, Odyssey. In theory, yeah, because Odyssey is a platform and so as a platform they do have the ability to do that. Uh, but they're not doing it and so kudos to them. We're going to continue here. Your thoughts are welcome. Russia, by the way, claiming they are not targeting civilians, despite whatever claims to the contrary there might be out there. We get their official uh, propaganda line on that. But they are apparently targeting, at least according to Western media, the country's only independent television channel and a liberal radio station in Russia. We're coming up here. You can join us. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the Ukraine situation that it's almost impossible to really know. Is there a situation? (laughs) There is something going on. There is definitely a place called Ukraine. There is. I'm convinced of that. (laughs) And there are two warring factions, at least... People calling themselves the government of Russia and the government of Ukraine, not to be confused with the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine, many of whom are completely anti-war and would like to have peace and would like to have trade and would like to have their family members not die in some sort of stupid conflict that will only benefit the bankers and the military industrial complexes of the various different you know world nations. So what level or to what extent this this conflict is actually uh, being felt in people's living rooms in Ukraine is not clear. We had Galena call in last night from Ukraine claiming uh, she's in the city of Kharkiv, which is the second largest city uh, that was supposedly being shelled Mm -hmm. yesterday. And she said she had heavy shelling. I saw in the news today. She hadn't seen anything. Now I did see some video today, apparently of like a government building Having like some sort of a bomb fall on it today. Oh no, the government building. Yeah, in Kharkiv. I'm so heartbroken. So, and you've got the Russian uh, propaganda arm RT, which is where you can go to get the other side of of this situation because they're all lying. You know, the Western media is lying about it. 
That's easy enough to prove. They're they're trotting out fake photographs from 20, 2021. Video uh, video game scenes. Video game footage. Pic, I like pic, the movie pictures, poster thing I saw today. Scenes from movies. The IMD right no, out no, the IMD this page. Like, this was like uh, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. They mocked him up as sort of a movie poster guy. Oh yeah, they're totally like making him into this hero. hero. I mean, by, it's, by the it's glorious. Are, man. are you sure that's not from his acting days? He he's an actor. He was an no, actor. I, I'm sure. Just I mean, like Drudge Report. By the right way, just now. like Trudeau. I mean, what better when was you, he an when, actor too? Trudeau? Yeah, he's an I think acting I teacher. He was a or politician from day one. No, no, no. no he, you know, I think he was a hmm. paid actor. Isn't but he like Castro's his son? Daddy or was an was a politician. Well, yeah, daddy Trudeau. Uh, uh, you mean uh, Cuban Cuban dude? Yeah. Well, that's supposedly that's his Castro. real dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but his you know supposed dad uh, Fi- Trudeau Fi- Senior Figueroa Fierro or something. Whatever his name is, he was a politician. Yeah. I mean, this this boy was trained from from was day it Nixon one. Wasn't Nixon an actor or something? Oh, you think of Reagan? Reagan, ah, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but uh, according to the RT story, Russian troops in Ukraine are attacking only military targets, according to their spokesman Dmitry Peskov. Uh, he told journalists Tuesday, commenting on the news that the ICC, the International Criminal Court in The Hague, would launch a probe into possible war crimes. In Ukraine, an ICC prosecutor said Monday there was, quote, a reasonable basis to believe that both alleged war crimes and crimes against humanity had been committed in Ukraine. Accusations against Russia were filed with the ICC by Kiev. Peskov said Moscow, quote, categorically denied, unquote, allegations raised against it by Ukraine, including fresh claims that Russian troops have used banned cluster munitions and thermobaric weapons in Ukraine. Ha- Does anyone know what a thermobaric weapon is? Isn't I- that one of the bombs that the U.S. used in Afghanistan, the mother of all bombs, as they called it? If somebody has suggested using such a bomb. I don't know if that is what I just saw it pop up for the first time in the last 24 hours, and now I'm seeing it. All over the place. I'm pretty sure the U.S. dropped one in Afghanistan. Did they get charged by the International Criminal Court for that? No. No, I suspect they didn't. They even called it the mother of all bombs at the time. I've noticed now that it's Russians, it's the father of all bombs. I don't know what significance there is in that. (laughs) But when it was the U.S., it was the mother of all bombs. Mm. But now that it's the Russians, it's the father. I don't know. The fatherland. Good news, by the way, for those who are trying to watch us on Odyssey and our other video streaming platforms. After a fresh reboot, the streaming service appears to be working properly. Our audio should be back uh, as of now. Mm. So, awesome. Welcome back to our video uh, audience out there. If we're ever not on video for whatever reason, we always oh, they, have uh, they let us know. Audio streams, by the way, are always available for you, and they're much more reliable over at freetalklive.com. So Thermobaric explosives, also called fuel air explosives, use oxygen around them to generate high-temperature blast. The blast wave typically lasts longer than a conventional explosive and has the ability to vaporize people. This from foxnews.com. How is that different from a regular bomb, though? This one burns hotter and it vaporizes more. They all burn oxygen. <laughs> if you're That's caught what in fire an does. Explosion. I suspect <laughs> you won't care very much which one it was. Uh, but regardless, the Russian media or no, the Russian official is categorizing these claims as hoaxes. Russian troops, quote, do not attack civilian facilities or residential areas, Peskov added, reiterating previous statements to that effect by the Russian defense ministry. Yeah, and Zelensky just came out today and said that Belarus troops were marching in, which hasn't been, which is probably false, bad information. I kind of see an issue here, though. I mean, did it Zelensky arm Ukrainian citizens? And be like, hey, go Supposedly. defend yourselves against the Russians. So. You, you mean the U.S. armed Ukrainian 
everybody. Civilians. Well, regardless, we, civilians got armed, right? So they're supposedly. no longer civilians. They're active combatants. Well, and there's also uh, the draft, supposedly, that's going on because it was a few days ago that they announced that, uh, maybe more than a few days ago, they announced that people under the age of 60, males, would not be allowed to leave the country. Because right. obviously there's a lot of people, understandably, who want to get the F out of there. And if you are a man, you are not going to be allowed to leave. So that suggests they're doing more than just handing out weapons. That they're, they're actively drafting soldiers. And by the way, let's not forget the pro-Russian Ukrainians who are also fleeing that country and mm-hmm. going to where? Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, is, which, is, which, which is being glossed over heavily, by the way. The fact that the, uh, uh, the whole Ukrainian uh, predicament, they've, they've been having a civil war since its inception. 20, yeah. 20 plus years, there is a Eastern and a Western Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they don't like each other. One wants the wants Western values, and they like NATO, and they like the EU, and they like they like McCain, John oh. McCain, going over there giving them weapons, and but, they're and they're heavily uh, leaning in one. Well, not heavily, but during the twenty fourteen uh, revolts, uh, there were an awful lot of Nazis walking around. I mean, way, I mean, I mean, I mean, which is which is. Which is so funny, especially for the people who are always railing against Charlottesville, can't, mm-hmm. the Cantwells of this world marching around with tiki torches. Many of them are now supporting the people railing against the Nazis in the U.S. are now supporting exactly. A side that it has is a bunch it's of up, them. just like yeah, ups, we live in upside down clown world for real. Yeah. I mean that the uh, that all of the left who are against Nazis are are coming out in droves. I support U- Ukraine. Who do you really support? Do you really do? You, can you can you point to Ukraine on a map? Without googling it, don't Google. Just tell me where the hell you, where the hell Ukraine is, because you can't. Well, I can, but I can I've well. been paying attention recently. <laughs> Probably a year See, ago, I grew up I playing Risk, to. and Ukraine was one of the countries in Risk that right. you wanted. So. Yeah, oh, and and by the way, this that's that is key. You just you just you put the finger, you put the nail right in right in the right in the crosshairs. Uh, Ukraine is a very important strategical country. Uh, this is how did how did Europe how did Germany get into Russia? They always had to go through Ukraine. Well, and now Ukraine has apparently applied. The government has applied for EU membership. Oh, yeah. That's a new development. Uh, You can join us here if you want to weigh in on the uh, situation in Ukraine. What are your thoughts? What are you seeing? What are you believing? Because it's hard to believe anything that you see with this essentially social media war. Question everything. 603-283-6160. Interestingly, that was RT's moniker for a very long time. I don't know if it still is. Question more is RT's moniker. More coming up. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the propaganda war that is going on. And is there an actual war happening? Well, it's unclear. Conflict? 
They're yeah, definitely- and, it's, and, and it's been happening for, yeah. for definitely been happening for the last decade. And, I, and, you, and you should know because that's what a lot of the video footage, a lot of the still clips and whatnot have been shown to you this week have been from the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Regurgitating old uh, uh, old catastrophes, yeah. Did you s- old Civil War pictures, and they're regurgitating it this week. Yep. Did you see the image of the woman with like a bandaged head? Yeah, supposedly that woman. was from a gas explosion from like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, there was also a... Was uh, it really? Well, I don't know if the image of the woman was, was old, but they were superimposing her on top of an image of like a destroyed building, and that image was from previous years. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much BS out there. And so many people are falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. But I just wanna... just like they fell for cr- the Crimea yeah, invasion, yeah. just like the Crimean invasion. This is this is just this that times ten. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even think I heard about Crimea when that happened, but this one's getting huge international coverage. Uh, we're gonna continue to discuss it on the way here. Of course, your thoughts are welcome. Our number is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We are brought to you by Bitcoin dot com. And if you want to learn about cryptocurrency, because it is a game changer when it comes to international relations, uh, it, it protects you from... Rumors are that Bitcoin is up because of Russian and Ukrainian interest in it. Could could very well be. I mean, Bitcoin is definitely up, having a huge jump up in just the last 48 hours. And let's not forget the Canadian debacle, where they're coming after, right. your, coming after your dollar dues, uh, freezing your bank accounts. Guess what they can't do? can't freeze your bitcoin unless they've got your seed and your password unless it's in a centralized exchange unless it's in coinbase yeah yeah uh Um, so i want to i don't want to dig too deep into bitcoin i just want to tell you if you want to learn about it go to bitcoin.com and then click get started at the top of the page i want to get it back into uh conan your opinion now you didn't say this on the air you said it off the air your opinion is that russia is not the aggressor in this situation they are absolutely I am not, and I am not a Russian apologist mm-hmm. by any stretch. But they are not the aggressors in this. How do you they, come to that conclusion? They, there have been. All right, you had this thing called the Cold War. Uh-huh. You had the John McCain's of this world who hate Russia for whatever reason. He blames them probably for his this disfigurement. Um, so you have these types of politicians, these old men, dreaming up new wars for young men to die in. You have years and years of this uh, that are that are that are living with us still to this day See, i actually agree with you i just think you're painting too narrow of a population as being the problem here i think the vast majority of americans look down on russia and hate russia and consider them because they've be been told enemy. to yeah well, they've I mean, been, to- they've been look told at the language they used about donald trump colluding with the russians you don't say colluding with your friends you know people collude with the mm-hmm. enemy they don't collude with allies so the very verbiage that people used in regard to the russians is always painting them as an enemy mm-hmm. yeah and that's really unfair especially given the soviet union fell what 30 years ago uh now at this point russia is not the soviet union as much as our caller sarah wants to believe that they secretly (laughs) are they're now a very productive nation i would say that they're doing very well they're one of the most uh productive and wealthy nations on the planet 
Uh, they're not let to the level of the United States, of course, because they don't have the same level of freedoms. And the U.S., of course, is, is dropping on the freedom charts, but it's nowhere near as bad as, as Russia. But that said, it is not the big red scare anymore. But yet the mainstream media and the politicians have continued to treat them as pariahs. Because, because they are a thorn in the side of the new world government, the new world order. And Putin has come right out and said it. He says, this is this is this is who your real enemy is. And the last thing we want is for NATO to start building bases and or taking our Crimean base and setting up nuke sites on our friggin border. He knows what's going on. And NATO is spreading like cancer. And he knows that which the, was against what they promised, by the way, at the end of the Soviet Union, they uh-huh. promised that NATO would stop and look at Zelensky. He's talking about wanting to join the EU. That's one step closer to, you know, being, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in there a part of the new world order. But which this is, has been the case for decades. I mean, the United States or NATO has been encircling Russia with military bases and, and, mil- and missile silos for my entire life. Why is it now that violated the agreement that they had at the end of the Soviet Union? Well, yeah, Union? but you can't trust governments. No, of yeah. course not. Well, p- plain and simple, Putin isn't playing their game. He's doing his own thing, and he has a lot. His country has a lot of resources. But he uh, still invaded Russia. You I mean, mean he Ukraine? Still invaded Ukraine? Well, that's did he? It would appear so. Or is he? Or is? Or like some of his supporters say, they're peacekeeping. Uh, units who are just there. Let's talk about. Did you guys hear about the dam that was blown up? Like, I did not. A couple no. days ago on Saturday. No. Russian troops destroy Ukrainian dam that blocked water to Crimea. Russian troops have destroyed a concrete dam built in Ukraine's Kherson region, and it was built in 2014 that when all this cr- crap when all this crap hit the fan. Was the dam built in Ukraine? It was, it, it, yes. Well, this is their By dam. U- well. They built it intentionally to block the water supply going to I Crimea. Get that. It sucks for the people in Crimea, but it's well, still in Ukraine. The, the, the pro-Russian Crimeans who voted 96 percent to leave Ukraine and join Russia. I get it, but it's not their property. It's not Crimea's property. It's Ukraine's. It's in literally in Ukraine. If they want to build a dam there, dude, they can. Just like if you want to build a dam on your property, you can. The canal has been there for almost 100 years. Doesn't matter, dude. It's not Crimea's property. To starve people out of like drinking water 85% is probably of their water. an act of war. Right? I would say, it. I, <laughs> when, do you, when are you not grandfathered in? So they built the dam 100 years ago. So if there was a river running through your property... And I decided to dam it? Yeah. You don't think you can do you're that? You're violating the property rights of the people down the the the, 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 uh, the river from you. This is this is where uh, home rules are... Uh, this is where rules would take place, where uh, they would it would be part of my... Uh, what, what word am I looking for? Uh, where, covenant. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where covenant rules would come into, into place, where I have to agree that I will not dam this stream... Because I know that it feeds thirty more people down the down the down the stream, so that would be part of my, it. Would be, I would be regulated to never change that. Yeah, if there's a if there's a stream that has been in existence as long as the stream has existed, and then a criminal enterprise comes in and blocks well, that, that blocks it, and or, right. or decides blocks to start throwing motor oil into it or something or any other yeah, type of pollution. I mean, to me, that's an act of war. Like you're trying to kill this populace at that point. You're trying to say you can't drink water anymore. Well, that's or one of the first. That's one of the else. first things the Russian invasion did. They mm-hmm. went in there and they blew that, uh, destroyed the dam. All right. What, what do you? How do you? How that do you, seems like a humanitarian act to me. That's what Putin says he's doing. He's come out and he says he is denazifying and demilitarizing. Demilitarizing. Uh, Why do you believe Putin though? Haven't we already established that they're all liars? Uh, He's not I, enemy of my enemy. This is where this this is that's that's a territory we're getting in right now. 
But yes. I don't necessarily believe Putin, but I sure as hell don't believe the West. And so, I, I mean, I just discount everything that the West says, everything that the uh, mainstream media says. And honestly, the fact that they're trying to prohibit people from seeing RT gives them some brownie points in my book. It makes me think, hmm, there's something here worth seeing. And on top of that, I do believe that Russia is being aggressed upon. Well, I, I, like I said, uh, not a Putin apologist, but when I see someone getting kicked, some I'm walking down the street and I see a bunch of dudes kicking someone, I'm... I'm most likely going to go to the person on the grounds defense. All For all I know, the dude just robbed somebody or the dude just punched somody. But I'm still, I mean, what is your gut reaction? To Ukraine? No, no, no. Someone's getting kicked in the street. Are you going to immediately go over there and start kicking him too? Or are you going to help him? He could be, he could be a serial killer. He could be a criminal. But I don't know. I, my immediate gut response is to go help the person getting kicked. And in this case, Russia's getting kicked. Russia, the ones who just invaded Ukraine. They, did, I don't the believe that. I kicked. don't believe that they've invaded Ukraine. Well, okay, let's let's go back again and look at. Uh, you've been doing a lot of digging here today, Conan. And in 2014, it wasn't just Crimea; it was also Donetsk and Luhansk. They declared independence from Ukraine, mm-hmm. and ever since then, and at the same time, there was apparently a coup that went on in Ukraine, apparently sponsored by the CIA, to replace Ukraine's and elected government with. U.S. puppets, and now that very same government has been for the last several years, ostensibly, they've been bombing these separatist regions. So there's more coming up. Free Talk Live. You can join the show here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the Russia-Ukraine controversy, conflict, whatever you want to call this thing. Propaganda war. Uh, in the studio that's fitting yeah in the studio tonight it's ian and conan uh so we can get into the uh, rt did an interesting story about the world economic forum we might want to talk about that because it, it backs up what you were saying conan that the russian government you know they can't be trusted just like every other government of the world cannot be trusted because they're all criminal enterprises but they do seem to be pretty critical of the whole new world order mm-hmm. concept and they are definitely critical of the World Economic Forum, which is basically, I've, I've pointed out, their whole thing is to be the New World Order. The World Economic Forum with a great reset that seems to be the, you know, the instigator of the New World Order or the new terms. You know, they're replacing the term New World Order with the Great with, Reset. With the Great Reset and or Build Back Better. Yeah. So we can talk about all that here, but we were getting into the kind of the history of, or at least the recent history, because there's a long history between this area, Ukraine, of the world and the area that is now known as Russia. There's a long history. Yeah, I didn't even know Kiev used to be the capital of Russia. Wow. Many, 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 many years ago. But yeah, uh, and let's not let's not forget that the the uh, uh, these two countries are buddies. They're friends. They have been up until uh, kind of just recently. You mean when the CIA ostensibly uh, created co- a coup? Co- co-opted a bunch of alt-right 
uh, neo-Nazis mm-hmm. uh, to take over the, the Ukrainian government. I mean, all of that is important, but the United States, its it used to be colonies part of the United Kingdom. You know, just because this is how it used to be doesn't really mean it has any relevance on how things are now. True, true. If the United Kingdom was like, no, 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 we're reestablishing dominion over you. Eh, well, no, it doesn't no, no, really matter no, what no, they no, would that's, want. That's not, I don't, I don't see that as taking place at the moment. I, no, see, I, I, see, I see some liberators going in there and blowing dams up. What uh, Putin has said is that if Ukraine's government agrees uh, to the basic terms of you will remain neutral, meaning you don't get to join NATO, and you will de-weaponize, basically then we will withdraw from uh, from the country. Here's, it's hard to take someone seriously when they're invading you while they're saying, you just give you, up you your keep, weapons. You keep, you keep going back to invade. Okay, when they're sending military into your borders, however you wish to categorize who, it. Who, the regions on the why east. Why are you buying wholesale into the Russian narrative because this, I Because I've seen and heard reports from the eastern Ukrainians who are with open arms welcoming in these these Russian invaders because they want them there because they're, they're tired of getting bombed by these neo-nazis they're saying that again it's just who's saying what the people in the eastern side the the Donetsk and Luhansk uh, former uh, and, republics, and, and, and south Odessa they're saying we've been being attacked by the Ukrainian government for years, ever since we declared that. independence. I'm just curious why Conan is so much on their side. Because, I, because I'm walking down the street and I see someone getting kicked. Hold on. Let, let just, just, I find it upsetting. I'm going to just tell the other side of the story here as I understand it, and you've been researching, so correct me if I get something wrong here, Conan. These regions supposedly declared independence. Now, obviously, the other side is going to say, oh, well, those votes were fake, and you know, there's, uh, there's obviously another side to that. Sure. But presuming that the majority of those people, and they say it was a supermajority, 89% in Donetsk. I'm not sure about Luhansk. But, Crimea was 96%. But a, a large number of people supposedly voted to leave Ukraine and declare independence as their own republic. So they didn't vote to join Russia, although they might eventually. Uh, they're not being annexed by Russia. They are their own supposed republics. And ever since then, the supposedly CIA-backed coup in uh the rest of the country has been attacking these areas like literally bombing them and or setting up uh, agent provocateurs on a regular burning burning government buildings down and whatnot yeah on starting starting riots on a regular basis and they have gone to the russian uh, government gang and said hey can you acknowledge us as independent countries and will you help us and Putin, for whatever reasons, and you, I think you pointed out he has his own reasons for whatever plan he's got, has decided now to do that, whereas previously he didn't. Previously, he did not decide to acknowledge them as independent uh, republics. Probably because he knew what it would turn into. But now he has, and maybe it's because of Trump, that maybe Trump stopped him from doing I don't know. <laughs> but uh, But now he has, and supposedly he's gone in there uh, to only attack military targets— and to back up these uh, secessionists, and, and most importantly, to prevent another country falling under the wing of NATO, being right on his doorstep, and, and of course yeah. taking his military base in Crimea, his uh, naval, naval base, which is a very important strategic site, N- not to mention it's you know, Black Sea open uh, uh, access, but uh, uh, another, another site where you could set up a nuke site, a nuke, a nuke uh, delivery system. I want to go to the phones here, and there, we haven't made any kind of public announcement about this, but people who have been following the Crypto 6 case uh, might have already seen the court filings. There was a filing last week 
by my attorney, uh, Mark Sisti. He filed requesting that Mark and I be able to talk again. Mark Edge, the co-host here on Free Talk Live. And uh, the judge granted that the next day. Prosecution did not object uh, to it at all. So we believe that this call is is allowable at this point. Mark Edge, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, um, I am so delighted to be able to be back on Free Talk Live with my friend Ian and a variety of people. And so I can't wait to be on the air with you guys. Uh, but I thought I'd call in since we're allowed to do it. And You're still not allowed to talk are, to nobody, however, just to clarify. So there is still some as restriction. As I understand it. Yeah. Um, as I understand it, but that may be uh, cleared up soon, too. We don't know. Um, so the thing I wanted to call about was exactly what you're talking about. Great. Let's and hear here's it. what my advice to both Arya and Conan is. The first casualty of war is always the truth. Anything that Russia's saying about neo-Nazis is probably a lie. Anything that Biden is saying about, uh, you know, invasions and blah, 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 we don't know what the truth is at this point. There's some brave reporters on the ground trying to get the truth as best we can see it. But remember, we're looking at the truth through a lens of lies. Mm-hmm. Including your reporters, and, by the way. Which, which NGOs are supporting those reporters? Look, I don't trust the reporters, um, you know, I, I don't trust the news organizations. I trust the reporters more than I trust the news organizations. But the reporters who are on the ground with bullets whizzing past their heads are probably not the ones that bother me the most. Has that actually happened? There's plenty of reporters that bother me. What's that? Has, oh, two, two Dutch reporters have been shot. Where were they? Um, I can, I, I, I have that news article actually up. No, you know what? I closed it already. Because a um, lot of this stuff on, is some uh, fake ass like propaganda. Uh, did you see the clip where there's there, it shows like two perspectives? One perspective, it looks like sort of this empty road where there's a few of the Ukrainian troops ostensibly that are uh, scattered up up the road a little ways, and they're you know making their way up the road. And then somebody else showed a clip from behind that camera person where there's literally probably two dozen reporters all walking in like a block uh, of, of people uh, walking up like th- this there was no danger in that area it was all just a, a straight up setup so yeah i guess if they're embedded with the actual um, ukrainian military then there's a chance that they could be shot at but from what we understand if they're actually just in this in the uh the, the towns and the cities there's very little danger two danish journalists were shot on saturday one in the arm and one in the leg they're both alive and happy to be alive. Where were they, though? Uh, they're at the hospital of Pol- Pol- Poltava. Uh, that's where they ended up at. Oh, they were they were in Kiev mm-hmm. with some uh, soldiers. Hmm. Well, that'll do it if you're uh, if you're with the military. They, again, Putin's attacking the military supposedly. He's not he says he's not going after no. the uh, the people. Sure, I understand he's saying that now. But what happens when he starts to lose? Um, don't ex- you know? I I don't trust Putin or Biden in this. It, it, you know, it, my and my my stance on this is they're all bad people, and that doesn't mean that just because I don't trust Biden doesn't mean that I trust the things that Putin says, and just because I don't trust Putin doesn't believe mean that I believe the things that Biden says. That's Democrat Republican bullcrap. Sure, but who is the aggressor in this situation? Because that's ultimately we've been saying this for days now. Is this is you know you can't believe any side. It's a propaganda war. No one's telling the truth. 
But who is the aggressor? Conan is suggesting tonight that it's actually the Ukrainian government gang instead of the uh, the Russians. I'm saying it's the West, They're, and they are using this puppet state sure. as their mount, mounting grounds, as the stage, staging grounds. Well, there's no doubt that Ukraine was the rope that the United States has been using again to tug of war with Russia. Absolutely, well, for many years. We're going to continue here. I suspect Mark has more to say. We'll, uh, we'll hang on to him. The number is 603-283-6160. That's the number here. You can join us. And uh, again, RT, the Russian propaganda arm is being shut down in various different parts of the world right now we still have access to it thankfully uh, but there's more coming up you can join us hour number two is on the way it's free talk live free talk lives video archives have been on library for years library is an uncensorable decentralized blockchain-based media sharing protocol and we're big fans of it here on free talk live in 2020 library launched odyssey a video sharing website to compete with youtube and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels many of whom are disaffected youtube creators during youtube's crackdown for not towing the government line on covid the free talk live youtube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. We've been talking about the Ukraine propaganda war that uh, has been waging for, I don't know, what, the last week or last so week, now yeah. at this point? Uh, and if you want to weigh in, you're certainly welcome to share your thoughts. There's We're talking about kind of like the history or the alleged history of what's been going on because we don't live there. Yeah, and history is, guess what, written by who? The winners. The victors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this case, there are two sides to this conflict and this history, and one side says that in 2014 in Ukraine there was a coup, and that coup was sponsored, sponsored. by the CIA. Or, well, not necessarily. Which is believable. The CIA has changed their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new tactics, instead of sending agents, their agents, right in, they just send money and they create these things called NGOs. And they non governmental non government organizations. organizations and they do all of the recruitment. They set up shop and they go after the media figures, they go after students, they go after politicians and whatnot, and they teach mm-hmm. these 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 recruits how to how to do how to run the run the show, to do business. And uh, and so that's and how they fund them. And and yeah, they're yeah. of course the the NGOs are being funded by people like Soros mm-hmm. and what's this uh, democracy uh, take action now or something that's that's just renowned for uh, uh, moving into uh, problem problematic countries, setting up shop and just tearing it all down. Well, the CIA's been doing that since at least the since, 60s. Since forever. Yeah. Let's uh, bring Mark Edge back on the line here. Uh, you're with us, Mark. Uh, further thoughts? Go ahead. 
Yeah, um, when it, I think what it's really important to understand here is is that as bad as Putin is, that um, people who are dumping out Russian vodka and a variety <laughs> of things like this, these are attacks on the Russian people. Right. Like the, the you know, the Russian people are as responsible for this war in Ukraine as the Chinese people are for the creation of COVID-19. I mean, they're, they're just not responsible at all. Yeah, this and is this is the exact. Arg- this is the same argument with sanctions. It doesn't hurt the governments. It only hurts the people on both sides. Correct. Well, that's Correct. true with wars, too, though, Conan. I mean, ultimately... Well, that, um, sanctions you know, are sanctions are an act of war in my book. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. Sure. I agree with you. The whole point of the war um, is that it's supposed to affect the soldiers and not the innocent bystanders. Of course, it doesn't. Right. Uh, mostly innocent mm-hmm. bystanders get killed. But in theory, the Ukrainian army should just throw itself at the Russian army and they should just annihilate each other until one of them has more people remaining. Well... I think that, um, you know, some of the news stories suggest that the Russian army is, um, in many cases, was lied to about what this was all about, that they thought they were going to come be greeted as liberators uh, by, from a neo-Nazi regime and all the uh, terminology that's getting used. And now what they're seeing is Ukrainians are willing to fight for their land. And this is what people fight for. People don't fight for logic, by the way. People don't fight for uh, chit-chat. People fight for, you know, blood people fight for land people fight for love people fight for flags they fight for emotion and we're seeing that uh, again and again uh, that is that's the message that they believe that they're fighting for but if we know that at the top of the pyramid uh you have old powerful men and some and women uh who are just dreaming up new wars on a daily basis, and they and then they and, they and then they cr- and, and then they create do? they create propaganda telling you that it's you're voting for land and you're voting for love and you're voting for your family and your culture, but in reality it's just rich men shuffling around their shuffling around their material wealth. Yeah, that's the most evil thing the state ever did. It was to co-opt a person's love for their homeland, for their friends, for their family, for the place they were born, and to turn that into a love for their nation. Yeah. Whereas you well, don't love people, the soil of the U.S., I mean, you love the United States the vast government. Majority of people, the vast majority of people aren't, um, you know, uh, hard, hardline libertarians. Most people really care about their government. They want that. They'll fight for that. Um, they'll, they at least like it better than the other guy. And so they're willing to fight for it. Like, no, I don't why, think that's true. One of the reasons... What do you mean yep. that's not true? There's a ton of people that'll do whatever the government tells them but to. But it's because they're convinced that they're fighting for their homeland. Yeah, they're not for fighting their for soil. their they're not fighting for Biden and or, and or Trump. Sure. They're fighting for their 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 nation. Right. And what the government did was trick them into thinking that they are the soil that they're fighting the for. The fact is they are tricked. They, and are, they tricked. are obedient. Many will fight for Biden and Trump. Many will fight individually for that, but many more will fight for the system that puts those people in charge yeah. because they believe that system is holy and sacrosanct. And and, with that, um, and without you know, it, and without down, it, no one will build the roads. <laughs> I don't know whether, um, like, I don't agree with the, what that that means, but it, I have come to the conclusion that you should leave people to what it is that they want. You know, like if. You know, the, 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 they want their state, let them have it, because I'm not going to fight them over um, their state and what, they, what it is their wishes are or anything like that. That's their problem, not mine. And by, and by the way, that's a place with a better government. And that's my main argument this evening. Uh, there are regions of Ukraine 
who would like to become independent and Mm -hmm. or join Russia. And I think that they should. And the fact that Ukraine is not allowing them to, the government of Ukraine, excuse me, uh, that's a problem. Right. And isn't it interesting that the U.S. federal government is all about secession when it's one of their allies, like Brexit? But if oh, yeah, it's sure. in Ukraine, then they're against secession and they're going to fund the, uh, you know, the, op- the oppression of those people. I agree with you guys on this. But one of the things that's difficult here is, is we don't know. When it came to Crimea, there was a vote. Uh, for Crimea to go to Russia, and nobody really, um, there was no big deal based on it because, well, there's a vote. But um, ultimately, we don't know how legit that vote was. Well, and I mean, we, we have their we have their numbers. It's not who votes, but who counts the votes? Yeah, correct. But according to their numbers, ninety percent of the population came out for that vote, and ninety six percent voted in favor of. I'm not sure if they were become to, to become independent, sovereign, completely sovereign, and or to join Russia outright. Yeah, but Putin got the same percentage of votes the last time he ran for president. I don't find that to be. Any I don't more even. Reliable. I don't even know who he was running against. So someone I don't, he threw in prison, and then he got ninety yeah, something percent of the vote. And according to Western media, he poisoned a bunch of people and or irradiated them. We had all kinds of nonsense news coming down the pike. What can but you you'll believe? believe? The claim that they got ninety percent of the vote. I'm, I said according I to their numbers. The KGB. Yeah, I believe they, the colonel from a, a colonel from the KGB absolutely will poison people in the same way that I believe <laughs> that an officer of the CIA will bomb a civilian population in Panama because I believe that people in the intelligence agencies are fundamentally crooked. Like they have been, yeah. maybe not fundamentally, but they've been twisted along the way. I don't think uh, Putin's a good guy, but I think Putin better watch out because if he thinks he's going to fight World War Three with China on uh, their side, China has a lot more to gain in eastern, uh, western, excuse me, uh, eastern Russia than um, they have to gain by fighting the United States over uh, Thailand. So, I don't think Putin um, wants World I War Three. I think it's the West that is trying to well, uh, agitate for that. It. Yeah, he might well, because of some look. stupid decisions by the, the Western governments. But uh, ultimately, I think that he thinks he can pull this off without. And so far, at least to Biden's credit, they haven't brought troops into this conflict. So uh, we'll see. Well, what's he I'm saying? I'm afraid that his... somebody's going to let a tactical nuke off and call that good enough for um, you know, your false flag, and, and there you go. Because Biden didn't mind using the term false flag to talk about what Putin would do. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, you know, that is the other thing. Is like whenever you people. whenever you see footage of supposedly like a, a missile hitting somebody's apartment building, you have to wonder who really shot it. Was yeah. it was it Russia? <laughs> was yeah, it yeah, Ukraine? Yeah, who shot that Malaysian airline down? What three years ago? Was it Eastern? Was, was it uh, East? It was was it Russia? Flight. Uh, the Malaysian airline fell down. No, the Malaysian airline um, was probably a suicide by a uh, crazy uh, Muslim. But the uh, Amsterdam flight was what Russia. Well. Probably Eastern uh, Ukrainian milita- uh, militia shot down. According to Oliver Stone, it, it definitely was. But hey. they, but they said it. But, but our media says it was Russia. Russia, 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 Russia. I want to change the topic, Mark. Can you stay with us? I've got something that I think you're an expert on here. It's uh, a special okay. economic zone news that just hit recently. Okay. So hang on, we're going to bring him back for that. This is uh, a pretty big deal, from what I understand. We'll uh, we'll share it with you. There's a Native American tribe in the United States forming their own special economic zone, and it's all about crypto. We're coming. Up. It 
is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Phones are open, and you can take control of the airwaves at 603-283-6160. We've been talking about the Ukraine propaganda war and uh, alleged conflict that's going on there. With you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. And Mark, our co-host, who has been sadly absent for many months due to various different bail restrictions, uh, one of which has been lifted recently, thankfully, so he's now allowed to communicate with me, uh, which is is nice. Well, I guess technically... I'm al- I'm allowed to communicate with him now. Oh, that's right, uh, because yeah, yeah, he wasn't under bail. He so. wasn't arrested, but uh, he was prohibited from being in the studio, which kind of you know made him one of the victims of the bail, uh, inadvertently, or or perhaps it was uh, their intention to do that. But regardless, we've got him back now. And uh, Mark, I ask you to hang on here because there's something in. I'm not going to say it's in the news. This is a press release coming from a website called FinYear.com. But I I happen to see this. Because I uh, just happened to see it pop up on Naomi Brockwell's show. She's a free stater, a crypto lady that does a crypto show. And she was interviewing somebody from the Catawba uh, tribe or the Catawba Internet, uh, Internet Nation, uh, Indian Nation, that now has a special economic zone, a digital economic zone. And I know, Mark, that you're a huge fan of these special economic zones. You've spent the last, I don't know, half decade of your life traveling around the world, trying to find the perfect place uh, to to go to and to create a better place for people to live, a more free place. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of my understanding of what you've been doing the last half a decade. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, you know, I don't mind, uh, you know, saying that. Sure. And I know you know a thing or two about the Catawba tribe situation, so I'm just going to share this uh, press release here and and you know have you comment on it if that's all right. Are you going to share the press release first? Or do you want me to comment ahead? No, I'm going to I'm going to share the press release here. This is uh, okay. from Rock Hill, South Carolina, in a historic vote Saturday. The Catawba Internet. Er, Indian Nation, a Native American (laughs) tribe located in South Carolina, established a groundbreaking program to regulate and expand business activities in its territory. The General Council of Catawba Citizens created the first digital special economic zone in the United States and approved a regulatory framework and civil codes, including a commercial code that enables companies from around the world to domicile within the tribe's lands and operate under world-class business regulations. Hmm. The zone, named the Green Earth Zone, or GEZ, is poised to become one of the most important jurisdictions for digital asset management, fintech, which stands for financial technology, and cryptocurrencies globally. It will allow people from all over the planet to set up a company through an online platform. GEZ-registered companies will operate under the zone's directives that have been optimized to provide stability for digital companies in the fintech and blockchain space. And then it goes on to talk about the you know the money that's in the fintech uh, space with you know hundreds of billions of dollars and so on and so forth and gets into that the uh, GEZ project began three years ago under Catawba Corporations, an economic development arm of the nation. With the completion of the zone's own commercial and financial regulatory code, it represents the most advanced jurisdiction for digital services in the world. So what it sounds like is this uh, Catawba thing is not so much a physical place that people can move to, but something that will be a good 
jurisdiction Switzerland under which people can do business. Am I understanding this correctly, Mark? Right. I was involved in this Catawba thing since the very beginning, and um, I don't mind saying so. I'm not the prime mover in it or anything like that. But, um, you know, the one of the early thoughts was is, um, you know, like freedom isn't one thing. It's a bunch of different things. And what matters to individuals is the freedom that fits their lifestyle the best. And what um, we were very excited about was the powers that Indian nations have through treaties with the U.S. and the ways those things can be fleshed out. Many of these treaties were written 150, 200 years ago. They didn't contemplate things like the Internet. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like questions I would have for you is, is what if you produce a podcast and I have a network for podcasts and I want to pay you a million dollars in crypto. We both get a, um, a virtual citizenship in the Catawba Nation inside their, uh, you know, their, their computer setup, their software for this. And then I pay you inside of there. Who taxes you? Well, the answer is the Catawba at $5, which is a heck of a lot better than receiving your payment through, say, um, a portal like the United States on the IRS, where you may have to pay up to 40% of what it is that I paid you, uh, depending on, you know, how much money you've made in a given year. And that is, uh, you know, that is a giant leap forward in the area of freedom surrounding your fiscal freedom. Is the idea that you're talking about that the digital assets would exist in some sort of a wallet that would exist in the Catawba Internet uh, area or something like that? Metaverse? Uh, how, would, how would that get around like the state of uh, Illinois or whoever? Wherever because people... your corporation would be part of the Catawba Indian Nation. It's mm-hmm. Like if you open That's up a right. corporation in Switzerland or whatever, yep. you would be taxed under Switzerland's laws, not the United States. Hmm. Can I, currently can I, can in I... America, people currently in America, people from all over uh, the United States will incorporate in Delaware, mm-hmm. and they'll just have a little file folder there that says, oh, "I'm a Delaware corporation stuff," and you know because it's a advantageous place to do business. Catawba has, you know, presumably set themselves up to destroy Delaware's business, <laughs> destroy uh, Nevada and New Mexico and Wyoming. Uh, business plans of being the uh, the destination where people incorporate to being the premier location in the United States and perhaps globally to set up your corporation. What uh, Aria said is 100% correct. It doesn't matter where I am physically. It matters where my corporate self receives my payment, and that's in Catawba. Hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to register my exciting. vehicle through the Catawban uh, metaverse. I'm going to create a nonprofit just create a digital vehicle. That's even better, right? Now, is that a, is that a thing? Do you know what level of services are currently available, Mark, from the Indian Nation? Is it just a corporation kind of registration thing? Are there these e-citizenships as well? Uh, is there a vehicle registration? Like, how far have they gone with this at launch? Do you know? Well, at launch, they obviously haven't. They, they're what they're doing currently is they're trying to get the lowest, largest, juiciest hanging piece of fruit. And that is what we've just talked about, is the ability to incorporate and do business inside the virtual Catawba Nation. And they will bring things out because their goal is 
possibly can, but no, they're not prepared for. Yeah, uh, Mark, we, Mark, we missed the juiciest part of what you just said. Yeah, the, we missed what's the goal. We missed everything after their goal is. Yeah, the goal is obviously to make everyone as free as possible. Um, you know, that's what we're looking for here. That's what the goal is. But um, we can't do it all at once. We're just not prepared for that. The team isn't big enough. We haven't made enough money to. Uh, yeah, and to, I didn't prepare uh, you for this. I didn't. Yeah, I kind of I pulled this on you. It just happened to be in my show prep. I'm like, oh, well, here's Mark. I didn't know you were sure. going to call in. Um, are you able to kind of talk about like how the Indian nation is separate or different or independent in you know from the federal government, or is that not your kind of area of expertise? I'm going to leave this specifics to an interview that I will uh, do on the very All right, Mark, thanks for calling in tonight. Good to hear from you, and I'm sure we'll hear from you again. More coming up. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight in the studio, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. And don't forget, you can join us anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. And I want to say thanks to Bonnie Nestat, who is a gold-level supporter of Free Talk Live via the AMPS Patreon that we have that started a few months ago. Uh, to replace the old AMP program that we had because we had to blow that up due to some technical difficulties and the credit card company cutting us off. That's uh, not good. After a decade of having no issues whatsoever, they decided they didn't want to do business with us anymore. Well, a significant percentage of the show's hosts got arrested. I mean, that could have something <laughs> to do with it. Uh, and so we switched over to Patreon. Now it is another centralized platform. Of course, if you want to do credit card processing, you always have to rely on some centralized system. There's just no decentralized way to do that. Um, and so we'll see how long we, we stay on Patreon for. But for now, thanks to Bonnie for backing us up over there. She's uh, gold level, which means she's doing at least 10 bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, just a little bit more about the special economic zone that is being started. Uh, I, it got voted in. So the, the reason we're talking about this is because it's no longer in the, you know, planning stage. Idea, idea sphere and or planning. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Mark, as Mark pointed out, he was one of the, the planning folks who was involved in the development of this thing. He had a, a small role in it. And uh, they voted, the Indian nation itself voted for this thing to happen. That is to say, they are creating a digital special economic zone. And as uh, Ronnie Beck, the CEO of Catawba Corporation, says, 
Quote, special economic zones have been powerful instruments for economic development, enabling rapid economic growth. And these things exist all around the planet. There are thousands of special economic zones in various different parts of the world, and they basically give incentives to companies to locate in this this zone. Like usually, as he says here, they rely on tax incentives. He says, but with our status as a sovereign jurisdiction, we are also able to create a best-in-class regulatory climate for the digital fintech and blockchain sectors. Our plan is to allow these businesses to operate with certainty and under regulations that protect consumers that help mature the industry. The GEZ will ter- uh, create tremendous economic opportunities for our people of the Catawba Nation, according to the CEO. So again, it does it's hard for a, a freedom loving, you know, libertarian to get excited about a regulatory structure, right? Like that's not something that really floats my boat per se. Like I don't care about regulations. I don't want regulations. I think regulations are bad. But the reality But corporations want them. They do. Corporations want to have this structure. And they want to have one that they can understand. And they want to have one where there's not the IRS on one side saying that cryptocurrency is a uh, uh, not commodity. A, thank you, commodity. And then on the other side, you've got FinCEN saying it's a currency. So, like, you've got completely differing uh, opinions. And there's the SEC saying some of it's a security, right? So, like, you've got all these different federal government bureaucracies. And then add to that the state bureaucracies, like in New York State, where they have a bit license uh, that you have to get just to uh, be able to do business in New York. Mm, mm. Whereas in Wyoming, they have created some of these structures that I think they're talking about here that'll exist or even be better in this green economic zone or the special economic zone in Catawba Internet Nation. Or well, Catawba I, would, Internet I think it would be Indian better Nation. because even Wyoming is subject to the IRS and to FinCEN Correct. and the SEC. The Catawba Indian Nation is not. Presumably, they would not be. Yeah, uh, what's to stop these same organizations, these same companies, just doing this within the metaverse, the newly coming to us on a silver platter near you oh, metaverse like they're not even a real company right you you have to send your letters to their metaverse address their metaverse real estate <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's an interesting question especially when it comes to the the truly decentralized metaverse because obviously if you're in facebook's quote yeah, you gotta unquote, you gotta metaverse, uh, work with their regulations whatever they yeah. decide the rules are well and facebook has an office somewhere in some state and they will be subject to whatever the regulations are right, in right, that right. state. And the servers, where the servers located at physically. Right. So those will become those questions will come into play. And I s- expect that there's going to be a server farm someday in the digital economic zone as well. So there may be some physical aspect to this that will help uh, solidify the digital aspect. Right, right. Uh, from this Catawba Internet Nation, because again, they're they're in the United States, so there's plenty of good internet around. It's just they're on an Indian nation. That's right. So they've got a lot more. But what's uh, to stop the United States government from reneging on their treaty with some people well, like they, they ha- like they've done before? They have certainly done that before. But in the recent past, the U.S. has honored. It's uh, been heavily frowned upon by our current culture. Yes, until oh, until. They're not anymore, and we know how a certain one certain wing of the of the 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 buzzard works, and they are changing their uh, their opinions based on science. Sure. Every every couple of days, it's something different. Well, and all we, they have to do is come out and say, "Look at these pesky organizations." Uh, you remember how the Panama banks worked? They're hiding their money in this, sure. in this system. 
And the, there's no guarantees, Conan. I mean, obviously things can change in the future, but I got to say, it's nice to see a different approach. It's nice to see somebody a, peace, trying, a peaceful approach yeah. of working within the system to gain, as Mark uh, suggested, some some more freedoms. Say they're going to be using a model similar to Estonia's e-residency, which kind of came out a few years, uh, several years ago. You might recall hearing about that. Uh, After completing a Know Your Customer requirement, anyone in the world will be able to set up an e-corporation online in this uh, Indian zone and enjoy policies and regulations that allow them to safely manage their digital assets, raise investment capital, and offer digital banking services. So what would the digital internet Indian bank uh, look like it sounds like it'd be worth looking into corporations a year from now when i don't have federal charges on yeah. me <laughs> e-corporations are legal corporations permitted to conduct business virtually from the gez and can open bank accounts within the united states gez e-corporations are ideal for online companies software developers remote workers banking and finance insurance and firms involved in the creation sale or management of digital assets and, uh, quote, this is a progressive first step into the digital business world. We believe it will generate millions of dollars for the nation and will enhance the quality of life for tribal citizens for decades to come. So the idea here is the Indian nation's going to benefit because yeah. all this business hopefully will come in, even though they won't physically be there, they'll still be paying them an occasional fee for registration or, you know, updating information or whatever small levels of taxation there they might uh, implement trust but fund kids from their website greenearthzone.info it says here the green earth zone offers a stable and reliable legal system that protects the rights and profits of both investors and domiciled corporations the sovereign backed legal framework will allow companies and innovative industries to domicile with the assurance that they will not need to relocate to other jurisdictions as new federal regulations adjust requirements for emerging digital and decentralized industries our laws protect companies and consumers equally. Our regulations are optimized to conduct business responsibly. Financial incentives are available for companies that hire Catawba citizens and other Native Americans. And unlike other zone types, there are no restrictions on national trade, they say. So it's going to be interesting to, as this develops to find out you know, what the... The clear benefits are of this. It's in the initial phases. They've got an email sign up there. You can uh, get updates and that sort of thing from them. And uh, eventually, we'll have one of the uh, the representatives, I think, on Free Talk Live to talk about it in more detail because they're the ones who are the experts. And I'm just sort of sitting on the outside saying, "Okay, that's neat. I'd like to see this work out." Oh yeah. And to answer your question, Conan, it's interesting that you brought it up about the metaverse. There was a story that I came across actually during the news break. In regards to uh, that exact question, and it is not good news, uh, this coming out of Second Life. Now, Second Life is it's been around. It's been around for a long time. They had something that uh, now the metaverse is doing. You know, exactly they had what thing. they've been doing. Yeah. Everyone's saying this is a new phenomenon. Nah, it's been around for a long time. They had it like 15 or 20 years ago at this point. It launched in 2003, so 19 years ago. The company's still around, but well, now... Someone's trying to start a business in, in Second Life and, and evade taxes? taxes? Almost. What they're going to do is they're going to start charging people for buying real estate in the metaverse, in Second Life. Huh. And that is not good news for them. More coming up. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 
6160. Very disappointing story uh, that we're going to get into here in a moment that apparently you're going to now be paying sales tax inside of Second Life. I'm not. Well, if you're in Second Life and you're a big Second Life fan or whatever, but uh, we'll talk about the, the metaverse. The what if you're in New Hampshire and there is no sales tax? You'll be exempt. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that on the way here, but uh, the number is 603-283-6160, and let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. We got Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom. Good evening. I want to mention something about Ukraine. There is, seems to be historical confusion out there. Uh, in the Rolling Stones song, uh, Undercover of the Night, there is a reference to uh, G.I. Joe's on R&R from Kiev, Russia. Kiev mm. is not in Russia. It, now, back in the days of the Soviet Union, there were a lot of morons running around out there uh, calling the whole Soviet Union Russia. And mm. a lot of school teachers teaching people that the whole thing was Russia out, out of their own ignorance. Uh, now, fast forward to 2012 when Neil Diamond was uh, at a concert at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, and he was dedicating uh, the song about their coming to America. He was dedicating it to his maternal grandmother, Rose, saying that uh, a 12-year-old girl got on a train in Kiev, Russia. <laughs> you know, he's talking about his grandmother. Uh, Kiev is not in Russia. It's in Ukraine. Well, Could I think you, you say yeah. that Kiev used to be the capital of Russia. Yeah, and it used so to be a part of the, of the Soviet. It used Union. to be a part of the Soviet Union. No, no, no. Yes, it used to be part of the Soviet Union. Uh, I don't know of it ever having been part of Russia, uh, but you know, go, don't know how far back you'd have to go for that. But uh, Kiev uh, is the capital of Ukraine, which was one of the Soviet socialist republics, the Ukrainian Soviet socialist republic, uh, and then there was the. Uh, other ones, uh, the uh, Russian Soviet Federated Socialist Republic was the Russian Federation called Russia. And they were uh, the, among the republics that made up the Soviet Union, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, until that crumbled and each one became independent again. Okay, so Neil Diamond or whoever just got it wrong. Yeah, uh, Tom, I will definitely agree with you. My whole life... Uh, I hardly ever heard it was referred to as what it is, the Soviet Union. And and the, my teachers weren't also the problem. Weren't, it was also Hollywood. I mean, I'm thinking about all of the 80s uh, superhero flicks, the the, uh, the Arnolds and the uh, the Dolph Lundgrens and all of mm-hmm. those fighting. They're all, what were they doing? They were fighting the Russians. The Russians. Mm-hmm. It was now, hardly ever the Soviets. Let me point something about what you were saying earlier about uh, getting tax breaks. That reminded me of something uh, in First Samuel chapter 17, verse 25, there's a verse where the king says, Whoever kills Goliath, I'll give you my daughter in marriage, and I'll exempt your family from taxation. This is how long tax breaks have been <laughs> used as an incentive, and it's also how long women have been merchandised. That story had a happy ending because uh, David wound up after he killed I think Goliath, most stories got, about sex slaves had happy endings. <laughs> Well, well, he. I say he got a ha- happy ending because uh, he wound up with the daughter who had a crush on him. So, okay, that's a happy marriage. Okay, at least uh, that one's okay. But uh, uh, getting tax breaks a- as an incentive to do something has been going on for that long. 
Thanks, Tom, for the call tonight. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Um, yes. Um, so a couple of days ago on the news, there was a woman who um, shot her pimp in the head. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know exactly what state and how old she was and exactly where it happened. But hmm. the interesting thing about it is that they want to have a, a new law that excuses women for murdering their pimps, their human traffickers, as a homicide. You know, I have a better I idea, I Sarah. I what Sarah was referring to, and it was years ago, and the girl, I think she was 15, was ultimately tried for murder and convicted of murder for shooting well, her happened, rapist or something to that effect. Well, human trafficker, the pimp, but it happened recently again, so... This is this happened like in the last week. You know, this is a phenomenon that we that probably happens a lot more often than we are aware of because this is an underground movement. This is the black market, Sarah. And do you think that this would happen if this was if prostitution was legalized? How many how many how often do you hear legal businesses where the employee goes in and shoots his boss in his or her boss in the head? It, it happens, but it hardly ever happens. But, you, but when you talk about underground, when you talk about criminal activities, mm-hmm. it's happening all the time, and it can get and they can get away with it. I don't see well, anything I, in I the news know. about this. Where did you Where did you hear this story? Um, it was all like on the radio on top of the hour. So this huh. happened in the last week. I'm trying to figure out. But I remember that 15 year old girl a couple of years ago shooting the pimp in the head also. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to say is that these women, like you said, uh, these women want to be prostitutes. No, they're being forced to. They're being threatened with I didn't their say life. all women want to be prostitutes. There are some who are being threatened and there are some who are being forced. But the vast majority of the industry, if you actually talk to them, is completely voluntary. They're in it because they know they can make a lot of money. Sarah, how many porn stars do you think are forced to do that that line of work? What percentage of porn stars would you say are forced to to do that? Good question. Because I'm going to say hardly any of them. They're all doing it it voluntarily. You asked her a question. Okay, here's the thing, is that the ones that you see on TV and the radio that come out and say, I want to do this, I enjoy doing this, are the ones that's not being threatened. These girls cannot even escape. You didn't answer Conan's question. What was the question? Of of course. um, (laughs) The thing is that none of them... You can't listen if you keep talking. Sarah, Sarah, porn porn is is a legal industry, and many and a lot of people are involved in it. Especially in this country, yep, it's all legal. Okay, so. It's all legit. How many of those porn stars, men and women, by the way, mm-hmm. are forced to do that line of work? Well, I, I guess none, most of them are not being forced. I guess so. So I get. I guess they're not being forced. You know. And how many so, prostitutes are being forced? Well, I, I guess quite a bit. Why? And then Why do you guess to- that? Well, even if let's let's assume she's right, why is that, Sarah? What is the difference between the sex workers, the prostitutes being forced, and the porn stars not being forced? What is the key difference between those two professions? 
I, I really do not know. Okay. One is legal, <laughs> one yeah. is not. Yeah, we're just going to clear this up for you here. It is because of prohibition, Sarah, that the prostitution business is more dangerous. It is because it is illegal to be a prostitute that these women turn to pimps for protection. It is because of prohibition that there are dangerous men who might hurt the prostitutes, who might enslave the prostitutes because they cannot advertise their services publicly. It cannot be known where they are doing their business. You can't take it to the police if you do get beat up. Right. They have to keep it underground. And so the fact that these things are illegal, this business is illegal in the same way that the drug business uh, is illegal. That makes it much more more dangerous. And if prostitution were legalized, the instances of prostitutes working under duress would go from not that often to hardly ever. Because, again, even though it is an illegal business, most prostitutes enter the business on a voluntary basis. And thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. If you don't believe me, well, you know, I don't know a lot of prostitutes or anything like that. But I don't either, but I know that things like Backpage existed, and they significantly reduced the amount of people who were being forced into prostitution against their will. Right, but we've had prostitutes... And it made people safer. We've had them call this show over the years and talk in great detail about their business. And, you know, what are the ins and outs... <laughs> what are the ups but, um, and the downs... Sh- of uh, of the business being illegal and, you know, what sort of risks are there out there and how would it be, you know, almost all of them agree that it needs to be legal, that it is more dangerous because it's illegal. And we can look at places where it is legal, like Nevada, mm-hmm. and we don't see these sorts of things happening there. Correct. Yeah. In Nevada, you can have a physical location that is publicly a- advertised that can have security forces, that can have testing mm-hmm. of uh, STDs and can have as, as clean of an experience as sex with a stranger could possibly <laughs> yeah. be. But you know what? I think Sarah hit on this on the real her real problem with this situation last week and that is uh, she is afraid of women the gatekeepers losing their status as uh, they're, they're, uh, of being able to control the scenario, the they situation. lose their exclusivity. They uh, they have extra competition. They have extra. That's what it's always. That's they why really big, that's why that. businesses like regulation. Yeah, because yeah. they because they don't like competition. That's what it really boils down to. A lot of the people who are against prostitutes, a lot of the women are. They just don't want the competition. More coming up. Free talk live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join the show. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything that's on your mind with you tonight. It's Ian. Aria. And Conan. So, Conan, you asked a question in the last hour that I thought was, uh, was interesting. I happen to have a story that kind of answers it. And it was in regards to like you know, can the government tax the the metaverse? And they're gonna they're gonna try. They're gonna try. In fact, if the metaverse, quote unquote, because let's define this concept before we go on. Aria, how would you define the metaverse? A virtual reality world <laughs> that is boring and lame. It's boring at the moment, and no one has legs in it. I'm talking. I'm looking. At, I'm, I'm looking one. at you, Facebook. They do in Decentraland, though. It's digital. It's digital real estate. It's mm. a digital. 
it's a digital world. Yeah, but that crap has existed since World of Warcraft and since and Second, since Second Life. Life. Right. But yeah, it's well, being repackaged now by major companies. Linden Labs behind Second Life, they're not a major corporation. I mean, they, they're a successful corporation. They're still in business. And they seem to do a lot of uh, a lot of money runs through uh, through Second Life. So kudos to them for making that work for as long as as it has. Uh, but they're no Meta or Facebook. They're no Microsoft. And now no, these... this is going to kill Meta though or Facebook. You think it's going to kill them? Yeah, this isn't going to be successful. This is going to go down as one of the worst financial decisions any company they ever made. They got money to throw around though. I mean, if they throw a few billion dollars into uh, this thing and they lose it, then. I mean, but I mean, if whatever. they f- they they might fail, but they're already bleeding users. That's true. But there is going to be some organization that picks that goes to town with this, and it might be the WalMarts of the world. It might be. Yeah, but we talked about this. We're still at least like a decade out from this technology being even remotely feasible. I think it's right around the corner, and I and my prediction, as we when we last talked about this, I do believe it's going to be the gamers who bring this to fruition. It's going to be some kind of a it's going to be some kind of a steam hub where all your games are linked and you can go into a lobby and you that can hang out great, with all your buddies. But the technology's not there. I don't well I don't I, I don't own an Oculus. I don't own an Oculus yet, but how many more years until I get one myself? What's holding is, you back? The, uh, motion sickness. The, te- so you've the, tried te- it? the technology. You've tried it and an, actual, an actual legit Oculus? No. Okay, so you don't know if you would have motion sickness. I know that the little crappy generic ones get I get it really bad. You, when you say generic ones, you mean like the Google Cardboard where you put your phone into yeah. a thing? Exactly. I think the argument there would be that there might be a slight delay as far as, you know, like the head tracking when you turn, there may be a little bit of a delay and that may be causing it. But that that said, there are people who no matter how good the tech is, they're going to have motion sickness. Another one of my issues is um, not being in control. Uh, I've, I've, I figured this out for the longest time. I can't do roller coasters. Uh, I can't do any mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. adventurous stuff you can't stop the ride and get uh, off getting on a plane mm-hmm. and and feeling that plane take off i get really anxious wow. and just and, it, and my heart is beating and i you know but i found out that if i'm sitting in the cockpit you're fine and i could see what's going on oh i'm fine it's 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 lovely interesting uh so it's something about not it's something about losing control and mm-hmm. not being in charge of my own situation is really what it boils down to so, so how, well, how so, would so, that be true in the metaverse? Well, when I play video games, the person sitting next to me is about to vomit because I'm running around and I got the FOV set in a, at a certain distance and I'm I got my mouse, you know, at Best the highest view for those who don't Thank know. Thank you, yeah. It just means how much of the scenery he's seeing on his on screen a at flat once. screen, and I'm yeah, moving yeah. like a like a son of a bitch, and people next to me are like, <laughs> "What in the vomit?" Really? Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. But I'm perfectly okay with it because mm-hmm. I'm in control, and well, I know and I know what I'm I know gonna, how I'm moving. I, I get what you're saying, but how does the lack of control factor into a virtual reality environment for you? It depends on how much of the that virtual reality is being given to me whereas like watching a movie i mean when we game aria we are in control and that's why it's so much different than just sitting on a couch vegging out for two hours watching a movie whereas we could be actually kind of in control of our situation you're in the middle of playing fallout 4 why not why won't you play fallout 4 vr or Fallout New, or New Vegas. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 76, which is an online situation. Well, 76, that, that has its own issues, right? But like you like Fallout 4. There's a VR version of it. What's holding you back from playing that? The fact that I only buy things when they're cheap. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want a $300 Oculus or whatever Where's it costs the price these days. Point? Where's the price point for you that you would say, all right, 
100 bucks? Well, I mean 150? Uh, I would. I, well, first of all, I would want to investigate. Yeah, uh, I would wait for one of you two to get it, <laughs> and I would keep want- waiting, man. I don't have any plans. <laughs> um, if you live in New Ham- uh, Keene and you have one of these things already, send me a PM and I'll um, come over and I know somebody. I'll bring, who's some, got I'll bring some some drinks or something. You should talk to Bob. Chris's boy. Oh, really? Yeah, he's really into uh, VR. He's All right, got, Bob, like, I'm coming over. And he's he's got, got multiple he right headsets. Down, he lives right down the street from yeah, me. He's he's got more than one headset. He's that into it. Really? Yeah, okay, Bob, like, I'm coming over. He's like, you, if there's a headset, then he wants to test it and like get into it. And uh, he says the best one is the Steam one. Yeah, but so, it's also like a thousand dollars. Well, that's the thing, right? Holy like you want a really crap. good, you yeah, want the a really Steam good one's unit. Super expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you were still in the first decade of this, right? I mean, right. as far as c- consumer level. Virtual reality headsets. It was, I think, 2013 when the first one hit the hit the market, if I'm recalling correctly. So, you know, I don't know what generation we're on. It's probably yeah. like generation two or maybe three uh, by now. Yeah, that's got to change. Are we including cause... the virtual boy? No, I'm talking about okay. consumer, like real virtual reality. Okay, all right, well, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm actually starting to to walk this back a little bit. Hmm. Uh, that is a huge hurdle. If these things are if the good ones, the good devices are a thousand a pop. Uh, that's a that's a big hurdle. Well, Facebook has uh, to keep well, preventing the, people from wanting to investigate. The, the one thing. designed to be used by gamers for gaming is a thousand bucks, right? But that thousand bucks is nothing to a PC gamer. I mean, who will drop a thousand dollars on a video on a, card? On a video card, like that. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially considering what they're at right now. Good God Almighty, video cards are expensive right now. Well, I mean, everything's going to get a little more expensive with inflation, but. No, this is anyway. different kind of inflation. This is this is product this that is, is people who are like mining Monero and stuff like the that. The demand yeah. is high. Yeah. yeah. So how about this? Assuming you had one of these devices, you didn't have to pay anything for it. You just had one. What's holding you back from playing Fallout Four VR? It's not there. That's it. You would do. Ha- it. I okay. would do it. I, okay. I, well, I would try it out. Yeah. And then I, if you're not sick, if I'm not sick, yeah. and then and then what am I doing? Stuck, I'm stuck with a you know, you know expensive device that I'm not willing to to use any longer because it's just. I don't want to. Well, presumably I, you could sell it. If lots of people it. like roller coasters. Yeah, I don't. I, lots of people will pay money to get on a roller coaster. I will. I will pay you money <laughs> to keep me off of the roller coaster. I will vomit. All right. So here's the story uh, from ArsTechnica.com. Second Life, the long-lived online metaverse that still attracts nearly a million monthly active users, has announced it will now start charging U.S. users local sales tax on many in-game purchases for the first time since its launch in 2003. That could be a significant drag on the online universe's robust in-game economy and serve as a warning for other nascent metaverse efforts hoping to sell virtual goods to U.S. residents. In the announcement of the move... That's not really new, though, is it? It's the first time they've ever charged tax for people in 20 years. I mean, maybe for Second Life, but I'm just thinking about online digital purchases and video games in general. Like, sort of used... Like, back when I played World of Warcraft, if I bought a $20 mount or whatever... An, and, an NFT? No, an amount to be used in-game. They're going to charge you taxes on that. That's crazy. And just like if you bought World of Warcraft from Blizzard, they're going to charge you taxes on that. Yeah, to me, that's nuts. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely the direction that these things have been going in. I don't I do not do the online uh, games like that, but I had seen something about like PlayStation starting to charge taxes on people in... like Because I remember we had a news story. It was the city of Chicago wanted to get its sales tax from like Netflix and Sony uh, for these online platforms and was going after them. 
Uh, and Amazon, we we Amazon merchants have also been hit by this nonsense. Well, yeah, I mean the merchant stuff. I mean, look, I disagree with all of it, but at least with the merchant thing, you could understand. Oh, well, there's a physical product going to a location in one of these political designations, so therefore it should be subject to tax. I don't agree with that uh, rationale, but in this case, in Linden Labs, you have a digital product. That is in no way delivered to a physical location. That's a good point. It's just changing the status of some zeros and some ones. This is insane. Mm. And Second Life is going to start charging taxes, which to me, I mean, I hope it's the death knell for their company at this point. I mean, I got nothing against them, but man, why are you doing this to your users? What kind of threats are they under? More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to weigh in. Maybe you are a Second Life user, and you're just now hearing that they're going to be charging you taxes in the game. No, this isn't Linden Labs, the company that runs Second Life, just getting extra money out of you for their own benefit. They're going to be sending them to state governments around the United States. Well, and at the moment, they're probably already... uh, uh, foot in the bill that's what they're saying here actually in this story they're saying they've been absorbing these taxes so they've been covering the taxes for their users for ever since whatever court case decided that they had to do this and by the way you mentioned that you hope this is a death knell for people who want to play game like this yeah uh, World, of, World of Warcraft, which we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. they've been doing this almost since day one. And they're still doing fine. They're still doing yeah. fine. They yeah, I thought a it was huge, just standard. Like huge if you, membership. If you're on Xbox and you buy some Microsoft points or whatever, you're just going to pay taxes on that. According to the, Unless and, you live in New Hampshire. And not, I, I, I can't find a list of which states uh, World of Warcraft is charging. Oh, they have the I, list I, here. I, I don't think it's all of them. I think it's... What? It's whatever states that don't have sales tax. So that's uh, Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, and Oregon are the four states that do not have sales tax. So if you live any other uh, state... I thought Alaska was on there too, right? I don't know. The, they, maybe they got this wrong. I don't know. This is what they what it says here in the story. So I know it's not many. Come move to New Hampshire, folks. Well, no, please only move here if you're libertarian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, we if you want more, else. if you well, not necessarily. If you want more freedom, if you want to, if you want to uh, to remove the yoke from around your neck. Yeah, but some people want more freedom for themselves, but they don't want more freedom for other people. If you if you're a person who doesn't feel comfortable telling other people how to live their lives, then I'm, you I'm, o- come I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're saying they're going to not absorb these taxes anymore. And starting March 31st, Second Life users will be billed for local taxes on recurring billings such as subscriptions and land fees. Lind Labs will continue to absorb taxes on one-time purchases like a name change or a purchase of their in-game currency. But those costs will eventually be passed on to users, quote, at some point in the future, unquote. They're already passed on to users, right? Like. I saw in the news the other day, World of Warcraft recent released a, a group character transfer where for $80, you can transfer eight of your characters to another server. Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, it doesn't cost them nearly $80 to do that. It might cost them $3 to do that. Right. And like, But now we're going to, we've been absorbing these taxes, but now we're going to pay, we're not going to absorb those losses anymore. It's like, okay, so it's eating into 1% of your 97% profit. Deal with it, man. 
And that's the same thing here. How much does it cost them to actually sell some of their digital currency? Nothing. It's a completely automated process. That's true. That's true. Um, I guess they're tired of paying the taxes, though. They want they, they want to charge want extra profit. for it. Yeah. And I'm so I'm saying like the difference here between what you're talking about with World of Warcraft is World of Warcraft launched where you could see the taxes, right? Linden Labs it's, it's, has been it's in your bill. It. It's in your bill. Yeah, they've been absorbing it, and so you don't see them. And now they're going to start showing them to you, and that's going to have a psychological effect on people. I mean, maybe you're right. It won't. Maybe these million users uh, per month that they have are so addicted they're just going to yeah, keep, diehards. Keep it's, at it. It is not going to dissuade diehards. I can't. Im- yeah, they still have a million players. That's what they say here. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, those those guys aren't going anywhere. I think people still play EverQuest. But that said, <laughs> the first one. I'm interested to see how this affects the decentralized, the more truly like decentralized metaverse, newly created systems like Decentraland and Sandbox. These are the two that I'm aware of. There may be more, but these are like in the top hundred cryptocurrencies right now, and they have actual worlds. At least I've seen the Decentraland one, so I presume Sandbox has one too. They have actual worlds where people are already selling real estate for cryptocurrency <laughs> in these, you know, digital real estate. And presumably, these are de- um, what do they call Z- decentralized autonomous organizations, and so therefore there is not a physical address that the government can go to and raid their location and steal their bank accounts. They don't have that, so it's going to be interesting to see if these guys say, "Yeah, screw taxes. We're not going to start charging them over here in you know decentral land." And that's when the server farms come into play. Where are the server farm server farms? set up that's a good question are they at this what was the what was the native american tribe that uh, Catalba. Are, yeah, they at, are they are they yeah. are they at Catalba? well they're decentralized or are they in switzerland or are they some island yeah, but somewhere the server's sitting somewhere well there are multiple servers well they're, they're, they're sitting somewhere the same data but how but, do you know which one of those servers you need to subpoena that's a good question Ooh, that's a good way to let's look go to your it. phone calls though we got dodger on the line in michigan you're on free talk live what's on your mind dodger uh hi uh I actually have a question for Aria, and right. uh, hopefully I don't screw this up. Uh, last time I was on the line, I somehow managed to get dumped twice. So hmm. uh, anyway, um, I understand, Aria, that uh, you're going to NotFest. Am I correct? To what? NotFest. NotFest not or NotFest? NotFest, K-N-O-T, slip dot. I am not. Ah, uh, 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 uh. uh, Okay. I am going to um, Inc. Incarceration, I think is the name of in Ohio. That and sounds ha- like oh, okay. fun. <laughs> it, it actually is. And I have tickets to see Slipknot at some point in the next few months. But I'm trying to dump those tickets because it turns out in this moment in Ginger, stop touring with t- Slipknot in early May. And I don't care oh, to see okay. Cypress Hill again. The, 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 that was my question. Was uh, uh, apparently I'm not up with the news. I'm I'm just a busy person. I bought uh, uh, tickets, and I was just wondering um, uh, because it's it was supposed to be Slipknot in this moment in Ginger. I know uh, based on what you've mentioned on the radio before that these are bands that interest you. And I, I was wondering uh, if you knew with uh, what's going on uh, in Ukraine, of course, Ginger being a Ukrainian band, uh, how that's going to affect things. Well, Ginger is touring in the United States right now, so they're not even in Ukraine. They have announced that they're, they are safe and their family members are safe. So it's awesome. not going to interrupt their touring. All right. 
Well, at either rate, you know, I'm just, uh, I was curious. I mean, I should probably spend a little more time, but I was also excited to hear uh, that you were coming back on the show. I I missed you uh, with with your surgery and all, and I I wish you the best of luck. Very good, Dodger. Was there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Uh, No, other other than the fact that I'm still an unapologetic pothead like always. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you had Sarah call in a little earlier, which prompted your discussion. She had presented that uh, uh, a uh, whatever a sex worker had shot her pimp or however, um, and you tied that in with how uh, the government causes a lot of these acts of violence by getting in wrongfully involved in people's lives, uh, things that they normally have the right to do without government interference. Government comes in and puts their boot on somebody's throat and. And that sets a chain of events uh, into uh, action, and then mm-hmm. people end up getting killed or whatever else. And I wanted to throw onto that pile, um, since you're talking about it, that same relationship exists. Like like uh, Tom, I forget his last name. You can say it in New Hampshire. Said, yeah, I'm not going to get. I'm not. Hold that it. thought. We're going to uh, let you continue it here in moments. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Phones are open. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up tonight, uh, Conan, you had a story about movies and TV shows that are red flag. Red flag movies. We'll uh, get into that on the way here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the number for you if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Do want to let you know that ForkFest is coming up about four months from now. Actually, it's going to be the sixth annual ForkFest. And ForkFest is the festival that is decentralized that comes up after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Porcupine Freedom Festival last year was a sell uh, sellout event. This year, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has already sold out the campground, and they will probably be selling out their tickets in short order. Uh, so if you want to get the Porcupine Freedom Festival tickets, you should probably do that sooner rather than later. Forkfest, probably not to worry about the campground being sold out unless something really crazy happens uh, this year and we get a huge uh, flood of people. But it's kind of like the you know the decentralized after party uh, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a little laid back uh, by comparison. It's open source. You get to decide what to do. You get to decide what to create. So if you want to cook for people, you should do that. You'll probably have a bunch of people buying your cooking. Uh, if there are you- a ton of people buying food during Fork Fest. Really? Okay, good. I didn't know how it was last year because I wasn't allowed to attend. There weren't as many food vendors mm-hmm. last year as there were the year before. But I mean, that's interesting. We, if you want to vend food and you want to make money, Fork Fest is a place to do it. Not Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's already too many food vendors there. Mm-hmm. Wait, too many. But at Fork Fest, that's not the issue. Yep, it's uh, it's definitely an open market, and uh, you know you want to have a concert, have a concert. If you want to have a poker game, bring the poker table and the chips and the carts. Uh, it's more of a creators' event. Although, if you just want to kick back and enjoy a campfire with some freedom lovers, and you know, pass around a spliff or whatever, you can do that at uh, at Fork Fest. So go to ForkFest.party to learn more about it. Mark your calendar for June 27th through July 3rd. 
All you need to do, there's no tickets, all you need to do is get your campsite, your RV site, or motel room from Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd, and then you can celebrate Independence Day around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. There is a great fireworks show that happens at the campground. Forkfest doesn't put that on. It's the campground that does it. And they've done it for like 44 years or something like that. So I suspect that's going to happen again uh, this year. Looking, Seems like a fair bet. I'm looking forward to it. That's a that's definitely a really cool aspect of uh, of the whole thing. So check out ForkFest.Party. And Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from both the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the 6th Annual ForkFest this year. All right, let's go back to David. He's in New Mexico. David, uh, you were going to share some thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, to finish up, so the gentleman, Tom, and I forget his last name, who uh, set himself on fire, killed himself on the lawn of the courthouse in New Hampshire there. Um, the On the subject of government getting wrongfully involved in people's lives and then bad things happening because of what government has done, um, in most cases wrongfully. And let me throw the disclaimer in there. Yeah, yeah, I know there's been plenty of cases where government has saved somebody from getting killed as well. But right now I'm focusing on the other side of that, like you were earlier with your conversation with Sarah. There was a um, uh, a shooting in Los Angeles that was in the mainstream news that's easily searchable, where apparent, apparently, and I haven't read the entire story uh, in print yet, but uh, one can speculate that most likely what had happened in the situation, there was a father who had taken his three children to church, and he had to be chaperoned to church uh, to take his children there, you know, and speculating he was in a divorce and there were, I know there was a restraining order against him. Obviously, it wasn't against the, between him and his children. Mm-hmm. It was apparently between him and his wife, and he was only getting supervised visitation. And um, we know that, or I know from, uh, uh, there are dozens of times I've read in the news, and I'm sure it's, if I know of dozens, I know it's happened hundreds or thousands of times where a father or a mother that is uh, perceives themselves as being maltreated in a divorce custody situation. Um, uh, and it's uh, equal opportunity. Many times mothers have uh, killed or tried to kill their children, and fathers mm. have done the same, and then usually God, following. So yeah, and so it happened again in L.A., and you can read that. And right in church, the guy shot his three children and mm. the chaperone oh that was. Uh, uh, yeah, so, and that's, uh, did he shoot that's, himself yeah. at that, after that point? Because sometimes they'll suicide, I too. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he did. And so that's a situation where one can once again speculate that had this person not felt that they were being uh, treated wrongly, uh, might not have killed his own children and the chaperone and himself. And then, like I said, this has obviously happened hundreds of times, if not yeah. thousands yeah, of I've times. Heard about, I remember hearing about one here in New Hampshire. It happened in Manchester where uh, a father went to one of those places where they exchanged the kid and uh and shot his own son and then killed himself yep. and it's just absolutely horrifying uh when that happens right. so your government at work pu- pushing people's emo- emotions to the breaking point and then bad things yeah, happen in the worst possible so, way thank you for the call tonight david I, I appreciate it uh just absolutely awful like how you could come to the the mental point where you're willing to do that it's just beyond you get belief. backed into a corner and yeah. there are and you don't well, see that's you don't see interpretation of it there's nothing in the news about this suggesting that the guy was pushed to the brink by the government or anything like that that's just david putting his well i mean he's it. not wrong there are these situations and and he's not wrong that they're not well the guy unusual. had a restraining order against him from the mother he was clearly not 100 percent there i mean he killed his kids and then himself 
I understand that. I, I'm not saying that he did the you know an understandable thing. I find it to be bewildering that somebody I, could do that. I think it's I think it's very selfish. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's one thing. Oh, to, if I can't have him, no one can. It's one thing to suicide yourself, right? Which you, is what it, happened here in Keene. I mean, and this happens, and this is, and a lot of dudes do this. They get they because they're supposed to be the breadwinners and they're supposed to be in charge and they're supposed to know everything. And it's when and you get into a situation where you feel so uh, lonely and or uh, uh, optionless that you can't control the situation. It's like, what are my other options? Well, you know what? <laughs> Duh. I mean, it's just I'm going to put it's definitely my- possible. I but can tell you nothing in the news suggesting that this dude just was anything but crazy the guy the guy in, who burned himself here in Keene, he was definitely backed up against the wall he didn't have any other options yeah he was ready to go to right, jail that's that one again. guy though no, uh, the guy I, I get what you're saying Arya, but but david's point is solid because there are a lot of examples of this happening to otherwise productive people who have been just screwed so hard by the system that they believe this is the only way out it's crazy this is a person who has gone insane, obviously. Anyone who shoots their own kid is insane. But the fact is, it's not the only time that that's happened. The True. guy that did it in Manchester, I knew who that person was. He hung around with the Free Staters a lot. He had come to Keene with his kid and had come to like Social Sunday at one point, And no one saw it coming. No one thought, oh, this guy's crazy. Oh, this guy's a danger to his own son. He seemed like a well-adjusted sane you know libertarian person all of a sudden he snapped and took his own kid's life and his own life right there in the little trans you know transition zone building or whatever it is they have for the parents so i don't know what was going on in his life i don't know what decisions had led up to that i don't have those details but i can tell you it was a huge surprise to everybody uh when when that happened so anyway, uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's a pretty dark uh, yeah, let's, territory. On, let's a, on, a lighter, on a lighter a note, <laughs> I'm, but I'm sure we can we can tear this BuzzFeed up. We can turn this into something a little heavier. Especially the movies that we're going to be talking about are, are a little dark. They're heavy, yeah. But this is definitely a much, much lighter note. This BuzzFeed article, it may be a red flag if a guy is a super fan of any of these 20 movies and TV shows. Is this written by a woman? I, it's a, I can only find BuzzFeed okay. as the host of this. Uh, yes, I would like to figure out, because it's telling. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not my opinion. I think that I might agree with one or two of these What is a super movies. fan? Super fan is people who know the, the dialogue, they know the information, they know who... The, fu- the they, stars. They know how much money was spent producing the movie and how, how many weeks it was on at the, uh, you know, the top of the list, top of the charts, when, what year it came out. Well, just about anyone who's a super fan of anything is sort of a red flag. They then. watch it every year, once a year. Yeah, this person's obsessing to that degree over this little thing. That's I, this sort is, of alarming. It's BuzzFeed, man. They're just looking for clicks. This is a fun, this is a fun clicky <laughs> Don't click. Don't overanalyze <laughs> it. We're going to get into it. It's the uh, 20 movies and TV shows. So that's coming up here, and I don't know if they're in any particular order. No, they're just all over. They're just yeah. sporadic. All right, so we'll get into it here. Uh, and you can share your thoughts. Do you know a super fan who's... A red flag. An unhealthy super fan. (laughs) We'll get into it. Uh, And you can share your thoughts as well. It's 603-283-6160. It's coming up on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open. 603-283-6160. Ian Aria Conan in the studio tonight. And, of course, you can bring up whatever you want. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We do have... 
a social media platform that we operate. There's no big media, big tech corporation involved. It is uh, Mastodon-based, which means it's open source, it's federated, it's self-hosted. And you can go and post your opinions there over at social.freetalklive.com. And if RT signs up, RT is welcome to post over at social.freetalklive.com. Head on over there and check that out. We're going to get into this 20... Uh, movies and TV shows that are alleged red flags if somebody is a super fan, mm-hmm. according to BuzzFeed. Uh, Conan, you've got that story. But first, Jack is on the line in Washington. Go ahead, Jack. I must say uh, it's nice to have Aria back. Thank you. I agree. And um, so I pick Sarah. But if you had to pick between David from Albuquerque, Sarah from Albuquerque, or Putin from Russia to babysit your children for one week. Now one answers on this. Please don't just skip it. Which one would you leave your kid with? I pick Sarah because she's a woman, I guess. This is horrible, man. Why? (laughs) I asked someone earlier today a very similar question. I was like, okay, you have to listen to one of these bands every single day for the rest of your life. Is it Nickelback? Or is it... uh, Man, I can't even think of them. Maroon 5 was another one. And it's just three of the worst bands you can think of. Are you at least paid to do this? Or just, no, like, like, this is just the game. This is your hell. Yes. They're asking you, how, what song in hell would you want Let's to be tortured? Let's not get tortured? distracted. No, you, have to leave, you have to leave your kid with somebody. What is the answer to Jack's think? question? Do you guys want to answer the question? Well, as the, as the, as the Putin apologist here in the room, I'm going to say Putin. I would have said Putin as well. See, I would have said Sarah. Because at least he has money. And he, I don't think, see, because I don't think Putin would actually take care of my kid. He would no. pay a housekeeper, one of his housekeepers, <laughs> to do it for me. And Putin, Sarah would be the housekeeper that he paid. Sarah, does, Sarah doesn't work. Sarah and probably, and probably has never worked in her whole life. She won't move to Russia. We've told, we've asked her why she won't go to the place that she believes is communist. She won't go to Canada. She won't go to Russia. She won't probably go to not China. China. She won't. We need to do a PayPal. LRN.FM. Drop you just in case because it was a little too close for me, uh, but I think we did answer the question in that particular case. Um, but why, Sarah? I don't know. Because uh, I wouldn't it want my kids in, for sure. I wouldn't want my kids indoctrinated by a commie. And, yeah, I would. How yeah, often? Sarah is more communist than. Putin. How, how yeah, often for sure. is she going to have to babysit? You well, know, he did say just for a whole week. Kids rebound. They bounce back. All right. Let's get into the story, uh, Conan, from BuzzFeed. Is it a red flag if a guy is a super fan? Red flag movies, movies aren't bad movies, but they're definitely telling ones when they are being hailed as a guy's favorite. Number one on this list, Scarface. I have never finished Scarface. Scarface really? is a yeah. long movie. I yep. get like 20 minutes from the end, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And I saw it, is, it once. And it, it okay. is a little twisted. It's the, I, I'm going to say especially that, uh, that shower scene with the chainsaw. That's mm-hmm. early, though, in the movie. Yeah, so you probably saw it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I had a lot of Puerto Rican buddies growing <laughs> up who loved that movie. It was like their, uh, their guide stone. Mm. And, of course, they were all wannabe gangsters, and that made... Completes, even though he was uh, uh, Tony was a Cuban, and uh, supposedly the the Latins in Florida they all hate each other. It's crazy. All right, Scarface, that's on the list. Are we going to read their ostensible reasons why this is no? Because we don't have time. Flag? We don't have time to get all through twenty. 
But I mean, if any of you want to jump like in, it's kind of obvious. If someone is just obsessed with the movie Scarface, they're the guy probably is a, a little yeah. Twisted. All right, here, here's the blurb. The guy was a maniac, and he was a drug dealer, and he and he and he. And he I don't know, he lived a he lived an opulent, crazy life. There's nothing wrong with any of that except for the being a murderer part. Except for being a super fan of that guy. Mm. I mean, you could be sure he's a drug dealer. He lives an opulent life. Who cares, right? A lot of girls want that. It's the killing people part where he goes awry. I think I think pretty much everything he did was was pretty nasty. He was a nasty character. He was a nasty no dude. No doubt. No doubt. Number two on this list, another nasty character, American Psycho. Yeah, he's pretty nuts. He's pretty nuts, and I one of my best friends. This was his favorite movie of all time. Oh no, no it was okay. I mean, it, was it was interesting, like, but yeah, uh, I mean, I've only seen it a couple times myself. I would never go watch it a second time. I saw it once. Yeah, that's a, that was enough. Number three on this list, one of my favorites. Uh oh. Uh oh. Fight Club. That's for people who don't get it, though. That's exactly what and a- that's exactly what this says. Most of the men who fanatically love Fight Club don't even get it, and it shows. If you walked away admiring Tyler Durden, keep walking. And I'm going to say there are two camps uh, on the do you really know what's going on in the Fight Club movie? You have your feminist types and your Wokies, your Wokies and your Soylents. And then you have this manosphere. Uh, let's get back to the masculine standard who who have that they both see this movie as two different things. And it's. To, in my book, any movie that can divide like that. Isn't it just about a crazy person who, I mean, it's been years since it, I've seen it. It's about an incel who creates a split personality for himself because yeah. he can't stand the fact that he's this loser. Yeah. So he creates this hyper-masculine version of himself. Right, and they bomb like the And then, he ends, up, and then he ends up waking up finally, realizing what's going on, that he's been taken over by this, and he ends up literally and metaphorically shooting him, shooting his alter ego. Hmm. Uh, it's a very interesting movie. No, it was great. I remember uh, liking it when I saw it, but I'm certainly not a. I probably haven't seen it in the book 20 is years. a little bit more twisted. I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, he has a conversation with God at the end of the book. I don't recall that part. Number four on this list: Pulp Fiction. Never seen it. Holy wow, crap! Holy surprised. crap! It's a fun. It's a fun. That's little, a huge movie from the '90s. It's it's like Tarantino's breakout movie, and it. Was probably his last good movie. <laughs> he does interesting things, but he yeah, the foot fetishist uh, uh, Tarantino. He's it was it was weird. I, 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 the best part of that movie is the dialogue. It's That's, a really he's a good it's a really writer. neat story, and it's really it's really neat how it, how the narrative is pieced together like a puzzle, which where it doesn't it doesn't flow linearly linear linearly. What's the word linearly? Um, and it's just all pieced together, and I think that makes mm-hmm. it. Makes makes for a really good movie. Number five, another one of my favorites, but I understand where this is coming from. V for Vendetta. Yeah, I didn't finish that movie. I've seen this article, and it was for exactly for the, the reason. Yeah, for the exact reason they outlined, which was yeah, what? which is that the the hero in this movie pays his suffering forward and traumatizes someone to exactly the same extent that it was done to him. <laughs> yeah, he's a predator, and is and definitely you've got some. Uh, 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 Stockholm syndrome going on here, mm-hmm. where yeah. he where he captures and enthralls this poor girl, and uh, and tortures her for like a whole year or something, and and, 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 and turns her into his minion mm-hmm. to go be be one of his uh, go fight for me minions. It's kind of a twisted flick. 
It's an excellent movie, though. I gotta say, it's definitely. It was uh, a good movie. Fun- well, you didn't finish it, but <laughs> and well, a, because and, I knew how it was going to end as well. I and mean, I'm a and I'm a fan of the author, by the way, the original author, Al, uh, Alan Moore, who does a lot of good work. It was obvious he was going to end up in some situation in over his head, and she was going to come to his rescue, and they were going to reunite, and they were going to be friends again. Typical cliche and, over, and overthrow the the bad guys, which which in this case was the English government. Yeah, Alan over, Moore was really up, Alan Moore was exceptionally upset about that because it was uh, sta- uh, staged in America. Mm. But Hollywood didn't like that. Interesting. It didn't like that way. Number six on this list, The Punisher. And I don't know. Never there's seen there's it. lots of different variants. There's a show. There's Never a TV show it. right now. Right. You got a couple Netflix, of movies. You got think, a couple right? of movies. Yeah. Uh, is this about the guy who punishes the superhero who punishes bad cops or he whatever? Shoots people. This is this is the Punisher is the one that cops emulate. They want his. They got that skull. They got on his their, skull on their uh, yeah. on their on their equipment, and I think I think one of the authors, one of the one of the comic book authors, came out and says, "You, you cops need to stop this because you're dumb. Because the Punisher is well, an, he's, an, he's, an, he's anti cop. Right? Well, that's no, that's another sat. Judge Jed is another satire. Not not the movie that they made in the eighties. Or the 90s. the 90s or whenever it was. Sylvester Stallone, I think it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, yep. he he loved it. He was like, this is great. This this brutal dictator guy, he's the best <laughs> thing ever. Uh, some people just don't get it. Number seven, and I I totally agree this with this one. Movie. If you like this movie, you've got problems. A Clockwork Orange. Dude, I love that it's movie. Whacked. Oh, it's wacky. <laughs> it is wacky. It's wacky in a bad way. Movie. It's it very is disturbing. Di- there's rape scenes and there's uh, uh, murder scenes and... Yeah, I was not in. Inter- I was not in enthralled in any, any way by that movie. I I, I, I really, really, really like the soundtrack, and that's it. Hmm. I See, actually, I, I actually own the soundtrack. I like the movie because it made the book accessible. I tried to read the book first because it's that talking was in, I, and it's talking this weird yeah, Russian. It's Cockney. nonsense. I didn't understand anything that was going mm. on in it, so I was like, okay, I will just watch the movie. And the movie gave me the plot in a way that I could understand. It had some really horrific moments that yeah. weren't enjoyable. <laughs> I would only watch it for historical inter- uh, uh, learning uh, uh, time, not. Not before. Should we pick this up uh, next week, Conan? There's a lot more. I know. There's, we're not quite to number, not even to number ten at this point. Number eight, and I don't even get this. I don't understand this at all. I've never seen it. I've, o- I've only seen it once, and I don't remember any part about it. The Social Network about Facebook, right? The Social Network paints Mark Zuckerberg as the uncomfortably nerdy nerd who strikes it big and makes friends and enemies along the way. We know a little bit more about Zuck now, and if you're still a fanboy. It's a no here. I've never seen the movie. It's hard to imagine anyone could be a fanboy of a movie about Mark Zuckerberg. The soundtrack is good. Nine Inch Nails did it. Trent Reznor, I'm sorry, Trent Reznor huh. did it. Out of time tonight. Maybe we'll do more of this when Conan's back.